This is Listen Lakeland, the show that keeps you up to date on all the things that make our city a great place to live, work, and play. Today's host built her career in communications and public relations after graduating from Florida Southern College. As the president and CEO of the Lakeland Chamber of Commerce, she's charged with making Lakeland a place where business can prosper through advocacy, professional development, and education. She's on the boards of Lakeland Now, Polk Arts Alliance, and Lakeland Vision. Please welcome your host, Amy Wiggins. Welcome to the good life. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Amy Wiggins, and I'm thrilled to be hosting this month's episode of Listen Lakeland. This show is an extension of Lakeland Vision. For more than two decades, Lakeland Vision has been a voice for the citizens of Lakeland, working with community stakeholders to create a bright future for our city. Today on Listen Lakeland, I'm joined by the team from GMF Steel Group, and they are here to tell us a little bit more, not only about their business, but also about a very special apprenticeship program that they are launching, and we're thrilled to be able to highlight how that fits into Lakeland's overall vision for great jobs for folks, continuing education, and an overall outstanding quality of life. So I'm going to start by introducing Sarah Vespa and Sarah Taylor. We'll try not to get too confused today, (laughs) but Sarah Vespa, tell me a little bit about who you are and what your role is at GMF. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for having us. Um, Like you said, my name is Sarah Vespa. I am the General Counsel and Risk and Compliance Manager for GMF Steel Group. So I oversee, my my background is I was an attorney by trade. I was a litigator um, and I had some emphasis in labor and employment. So when I came into the organization, I started overseeing HR functions, payroll, um, and that sort of grew. Obviously now I oversee contracts, uh, but the HR function grew into uh, employee development and engagement. That's something that I'm super passionate about. So um, sort of marrying risk and compliance because our apprenticeship program reports to state and federal agencies. Um, I kind of get to do the best of both worlds with this program. That's awesome. And you brought with you Sarah Taylor. Yes. So Sarah, tell us a little bit about who you are and what your role is. Of course. Well, like Sarah Vespa said, thank you so much for having us. Um, I graduated from Troy University in Troy, Alabama. I'm originally from Nashville, Tennessee. Ended up at Troy uh, playing Division One volleyball. So right. um, majoring in communications there. Um, as soon as I graduated, I started at GMF Steel Group. So started right. as really a bid coordinator, learning the process of construction because I had never had that exposure in the construction industry before. So GMF really took me in and taught me the industry. And from there, I really took on marketing and on a really small scale handling events. And then on a larger scale, now I oversee our campaigns. I oversee our talent acquisition. And that's how Sarah and I work together a lot. So it's my job to get them in the door and and we work together to retain them. So really hiring A-level talent because how we recruit is is our brand and and what people view how people view GMF. Yeah. And so I, I love that you kind of learned about the construction industry um, through your role here at GMF. So let's start by learning a little bit about GMF. What lines of service do you have? What are your products? And, and who, who are you hiring? Who are those folks that you're looking for? Yeah. So we are an AISC certified fabricator and erector. And, and AIC means American Institute of Steel Construction, which is really just a quality standard for okay. us. Um, but we're AISC certified. We're a fabricator and an erector, which sets okay. us apart from a lot of steel contractors. Uh, typically, 
they're usually one or the other. Okay. So it really puts us ahead. Um, the same steel that's going on our job site comes from our shop. So really make sure that safety and quality is always there. Right. But we serve almost all industries. Uh, we serve entertainment, amusement, healthcare, education. Um, some of the projects we've done on a very large scale is Harry Potter World, for example, Toy Story Land, JW Marriott, uh, the U- University of Florida Baseball Stadium. I feel like everybody that's listening or watching right now just kind of went, <laughs> they all do. <laughs> but um, on a local scale, some of the local projects we've done here in Lakeland um, is the NOAA Hangar, mm-hmm. the Publix Headquarters um, expansion project, uh, part of Joker March Stadium. Uh, we've also done several of Southeastern's buildings there, um, part of Cumbie Elementary, uh, Lakeland Regional Cancer Center, which is a newer project, mm-hmm. um, and Brew Hub, which I know is you know a, a local staple. Yes. So um, not only have we had our hands throughout the Southeast, but we've also have a, a huge part of being really involved in our community here in Lakeland. Yeah, that's um, that's fantastic. So you're hiring everybody from the welders and iron workers on up to people who are on site and project managers and site managers in the construction and erection of the buildings, right? Exactly. We we do all of our recruiting in-house. Okay. So we don't outsource really any of it, uh, but we recruit every everyone from iron workers to executive level management. Um, and we, we have a really huge responsibility of, of getting people from all over. I right. mean, that's a reason why we went to 10 career fairs this past spring and just Gosh. meeting students to, to get them in our door. So have you seen the, well, I guess that's a silly question. Tell me how you've seen the construction industry change over the last few years. I would imagine technology is really advancing and, and making your industry kind of do a couple of pivots. Certainly. And I wish I had my construction executive, Jeremy Turner, here to, this is something that he feels super passionate about. But yes, I mean, we are, we pride ourselves in the advancement and implementation of technology. We want to be leading the way and setting the industry standard in every aspect of quality, safety, um, and just our, just our work out on the job sites. Um, I know we we spend a lot of time in advance planning and making Mm -hmm. sure that our jobs are running, you know, as efficiently as possible. We do time studies to make sure that our piece counts, you know, the the pieces of steel that we're getting erected in the field, that they're going up um, in the adequate amount of time and where we're going to be able to find those efficiencies. We build the job with a digital twin. So, um, you know, and the field staff gets a playbook every day. They are knowing exactly what pieces they're going to put up, where their bolts are going to go every day by the minute, by the hour, so that, you know, we can, you know, see those efficiencies in the community. And even before I started, it's just like, oh, things happen, things get built. Right. But actually seeing the process of, like Sarah said, creating what's going on the job site digitally first and tracking every single piece that's going on to a job site. There's so much more that that people don't really know about or can't wrap their heads around it. No, absolutely. I think so much of our kind of traditional industries like construction and manufacturing have just become so much more technology reliant that it is difficult to put that into some scope that people can understand because most of us have experience with the technology in our pockets and our phones or the devices at our houses. And so it's challenging, I think, to think about, you know, basically building a digital model of the Lego Millennium Falcon or whatever it is that you're going to build and knowing exactly what goes in. I think that's 
that's incredible. And we could probably do a whole show just about that. But that's not why we're here today. I want to make sure that we talk about the apprenticeship program and what that means, not only to GMF, but also to our community. That is phenomenal for us to be kind of developing our own steel workers and giving another career path, another line for folks to travel in. So who wants to tell me how that came about? Sure, I can start. Um, I think it was, well, it's a labor of love. I mean, this started, um, this is months, if not years in the making. I think um, our, we're very lucky uh, that our ownership team and our executive team in particular have that vision and they provide us with, you know, the resources and the guidance and the coaching to, you know, help us take those ideas that we Mm -hmm. have and that they have and then run with them and develop, you know, fully robust programs. This apprenticeship program is, is, you know, just the same. Um, It started with a desire to train. I think you would find that, I mean, it's a common refrain, right? That Mm -hmm. the trades are, you know, historically, I don't want to say historically, but in recent history, sort of overlooked. Uh, Certainly that was the case when I was coming out of years ago, when I was coming out of high school. Um, there was a main focus for a college bound path. Right. You know, even for kids that were going to what used to be community colleges, they are now state colleges. College wasn't really a fit for them, but they were just pushed towards that. And I think that there wasn't a, um, a fully built out robust sort of education for what those options were in the trades that you right. can build a career and you can make a good living and you can provide, you know, wonderful opportunities for yourself. You can travel the country, the world, building really cool jobs um, in an iron working program. Right. That's, yeah. So locally, tell me, tell me, first of all, let's start with what does it take to become an iron worker? Is that a certified position? How much schooling does it take? How do, how would people prior to the apprenticeship program, how would folks go through that path? So I think what you would see historically is you kind of fell into the ironworking trade, right? Um, It was a matter of proximity. You went to a job site with your dad, your uncle, your cousin, your friend, your neighbor, someone, and then you just sort of fell in love with building stuff. Right. And you just learned by osmosis, right? You were just on the job site. We want to change that. We want to advertise this program. We want to have homegrown folks here that have a connection to the community and to GMF um, where it's just like a job app, or I'm sorry, a college application, right? Everyone knows when our apprenticeship program application goes live right. and they're just flooding it. They want, they want to get in. In terms of schooling um, and accreditation, our program specifically, and, and most programs are three to three and a half years. Our program is 36 months. Okay. Um, it is NCCER certified which is um, the National Center for Construction, Education, and Research that is recognized by state agencies and federal agencies. So our program is also uh, certified with the State Department of Education Mm -hmm. and through that, the United States Department of Labor. So what that will mean is upon successful completion of our program, you will get... um, you'll be a certified journeyman iron worker. And certainly we hire to retire. We want you to stay with us. We have so many career paths that you can follow as an iron worker. You can stay out in the field. You can make lateral moves. You can um, do whatever you want to do. We have that laid out very specifically for folks to see that. Uh, But life happens and we recognize that. So they can, it's like a diploma is how it functions. They can take that nationwide. That's great. Not only do we do, you know, industry standards, 
um, in our program, in that curriculum, but also very specific GMF training and professional development as well, because I think one of our loftier aspirations is to sort of overhaul how um, young kids see their career in the trades, that it is a career and that, you know, they're on job sites and, and it's, it's a profession. I, I really appreciate that. And I think that, um, you know, that's a, an example that our kind of corporate college and career folks have have led with. Um, and it's there's value to bringing some of those soft skills, those look me in the eye, um, positive handshake, because is it possible too that graduates of the program down the road might even be starting their own businesses and would need some of those soft skills? Oh, potentially for sure. I mean, and I think you've got a prime example for us is um, Hiskayel Morel, who couldn't be here today because we kicked off our program and he is teaching. Um, <laughs> but he was a journeyman iron worker mm-hmm. um, and he went back to school and um, got his degree in teaching. And he he just he's very comfortable. He's, he's at home when he's teaching and instructing and mentoring. Um, and so he got to come in off his tools and he got, he stopped our president managing partner, Andy Norman in the parking lot and said, you know, I've, I've researched this. These are, um, you know, these are statistics and how these programs increase retention and, and how you build efficiencies in the mm-hmm. field and it drives profitability. And I just would really feel passionate about this opportunity. And, and he got it, you know, so he right. helped build out this curriculum um, and, and he's teaching it now. So there are opportunities that you wouldn't even think of. Right. That mm-hmm. flow from these programs. So through those 36 months, take me through the first year, let's say, what are students and could you call them students or just apprentices? We call them apprentices. And what are apprentices experiencing in that first year? Yeah. So uh, 40 hours a week on the job training. And then every other Friday, they will be in a classroom setting. Um, They will be learning uh, safety, like core Mm -hmm. curriculum on job site safety. They will be learning, uh, you know, just introduction to the trade. They're going to learn the math and science that goes with it. They're going to learn uh, blueprint drawings and they're going to learn how to lay pieces out and they're going to learn what it means for, you know, to operate the crane and, and hand signals, things like that. Um, so it's really just broken down by three years and his guy could give you very, very specific semesters. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's everything you need to know to, to be a journeyman iron worker and to be comfortable out on that job site. I think, um, for a lot of the young kids that are coming out, cause a, a good bit of our apprentices are straight out of, straight out of school or they're mm-hmm. one or two years out and they're just not sure what they wanted to do with their life. But construction sites, I mean, Sarah could speak to it. I could speak to it. They're very intimidating, especially now to your point, the right. technology is advanced. They're fast paced, heavy commercial construction sites in particular. I mean, they're just rugged. The materials that we use are rugged. rugged. It's, you know, you've got cranes flying steel beams up the air. You got guys walking those steel beams, you know, tens, hundreds of feet in the air. You've got welders tied off and they're, you know, basically just wielding, you know, sticks of molten lava forging these beams <laughs> together. So um, it can be intimidating and mm-hmm. getting them comfortable on those job sites and knowing that they have the skills to go out there and be successful is a critical aspect of the program. I'm just enamored with the whole thing. I, I'm curious to know what types of barriers were there um, besides just, I guess, um, lack of kind of connectivity with the trades, but what barriers were there to people in Lakeland getting their journeyman ironworker certification? 
So one barrier is a program didn't exist, right? We're the first of our kind in Central Florida open shop program to have That's this. That's phenomenal. Yes. Great. Um, I think, like, I mean, like I said, largely the barriers to entry were, were getting over that intimidation factor and mm -hmm. knowing where to go. So right. now that folks know, um, you know, we had, thanks to Sarah's team's phenomenal recruiting, we had over 60 applicants in wow. a matter of two weeks for our inaugural class. I mean, that's, that's unheard of. So how many are in the inaugural class? 15. 15. 15. Yes, we can, wow. we can host 15. Okay. Yes. That's amazing. And I, it's, you have to be 18, correct? You have to be, you 18. Have to be 18, yes. Okay. And we, we shoot for them to be local because, mm -hmm. you know, they have to make it to the job sites, have to make it to the class. So, um, but the, the main barrier is you have to be 18 from there. We, we can talk. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. You have to be physically able to perform, you know, you can't be afraid of heights. Um, but you know, 18 and really just a personal commitment. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the biggest barrier that, you know, for young folks that don't know what they want to do. Three years of schooling is a commitment, but other than that, I mean, we're paying for it. They're, they're getting paid to go to school and to learn a trade. They're getting paid 40 hours at a minimum. A lot of times overtime, they just have to be willing to invest in themselves and we're going to invest in back in them. Yeah. And they don't have to pay a single dime, whereas compared right. to where they would go, um, you know, typically they could, they could go to a union, but then you have to pay dues. So right. there are more commitments for them and more investments. Whereas for us, they just have to show up and have to be committed. And, and we're going to pay them. Like Sarah said, you're a full-time employee with GMF. You receive benefits, you receive the PTO, you receive all those aspects to it, but you're also learning a trade. Well, and, and to your point, they're also learning how to be employees, right? How many 18-year-olds have had that experience to know what PTO even means, right? right? I mean, that's a that's a important part of um, the whole experience to me is being able to have that on-the-job training, as you described it. I think that's I, that kind of excites me. I think that's a, a really special. Oh, definitely. And I mean, for the young kids, I think, I think a big message that our leadership team at GMF that is pushed down from the top is being good stewards of your people in your community. Mm -hmm. um, so paying that forward, you know, giving them the resources to make good um, financial choices, right? Explaining to them what 401k match means, explaining right. to them how they need to do that from day one. You know, when you're young, you don't, you don't think about that and you're no, missing out on absolutely. those kinds of opportunities. Yeah, that's it's great training, and I, I there are probably some um, adults my age that would really benefit from the opportunity to kind of go back to basics and figure out all of those things. So how how tremendous that these fifteen students are going to be set out for success from the very beginning. So tell me, um, tell me a little bit about then the next class. When will that class open for enrollment? So a little bit of that is dependent on when jobs are starting, right? Um, okay. It'll kind of ebb and flow in that regard, but we anticipate six months from now. Oh gosh, wow. Okay. We would open it up to the next class. And even after we finish the recruiting for this class, I mean, we have already had more applicants for the next class. So getting to just house them and, and wait for that next class is really exciting. 
I know. So I had the fortune to be at the ribbon cutting to kind of kick off this class. And it was so much fun. I got to speak to one of the apprentices and I said, so were there like hard questions? And she said, and she, by the way, she said, because there, this is a co-ed class, yep. there are folks from, I can tell, all walks of life, really excited just to be a part of the program. And she said, well, it's a lot like a job interview. And I thought, you know, what a great experience for her to be part of. It wasn't just, it wasn't just, do you want to go to school? But it was also, do you want to be a part of this, this career, which was great. So te- can you tell me a little bit about the interview process? And- Absolutely. Um, we took probably three full days with, a, you know, a couple of days here and there, three full days of just interviewing these candidates. Um, you know, having them show up for an interview and meeting them for about 30 minutes and just asking, you know, about their story. I mean, that's the first question we ask really any applicant for any position is tell me your story. Let me learn about you. Don't, whereas I think of a lot of other interviews, it's tell me your background. Tell me, tell me your job experience. Whereas for us, it's just like, tell me, tell me who you are. Tell me who Amy is. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, what, what makes you passionate? What, what drives you forward? Um, and those are the questions we ask. So, so we learn about them, learn why they didn't want to go to school, you know, why they're, why they like working with their hands, you know, maybe building Legos growing up, but, you know, just learning about them. And through that process, um, you know, we, we find little, little nuggets about them. And, and, you know, we have one apprentice who is a certified welder and she, she is a girl. Um, and through the act of how we recruit and hire a level talent and, and how we really, you know, go after those, those students and and those candidates, we get a lot of diversity. I mean, more than a quarter of our class is female. And when you go out into a job site, you usually see, you know, males out there, men who, who are are working on those job sites and getting to go out to these job sites and and see females walking those beams Mm -hmm. is, is really exciting. Just, you know, for me as a female getting to represent, you know, this, this construction industry and, and represent it well, but through that process, we, we take them and walk them through, okay, this is what the program looks like. This is, this is what you can expect. And then, and then we wait for a commitment from them, you know, right. Obviously we take notes internally, but they have to follow up with us and say, you know, this is a commitment and, and are you willing to make it? And are you, are you willing to, to be a part of something bigger than yourself and walking them through, okay, after three years, you will be a certified journeyman, but do you want to stay that? Right. You know, do you, do you always want to be on your tools or, or let's talk about, you know, other career paths for you. And, um, Jeremy, our construction executive sat in those interviews with me and we get to lay out a flow chart for them. And Mm -hmm. it, and it shows, you know, apprentice at the, at the very beginning. And then obviously journeyman and at the very top is his position, construction executive and talking about, you can be in that position one right. day if you want that. And, and if you want that, we will invest in you if you invest in yourself. And I think one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite moments in, we did a lot of icebreakers with our apprenticeship class when they all onboarded on Friday and our entire project, well, so our entire construction management team was there, our entire project executive team was there, or I'm sorry, project management team was there. And that is um, Lindsay, who uh, does a lot of our HR onboarding. Mm-hmm. She said, this is a treat. Like, it is it is so rare that you have the, these many people to that are here at the time that you're onboarding that you can see how big of an investment they're making in you and right. they're gonna pour into you, ask them all the questions you want. But one of my favorite icebreakers was, um, you know, I said, okay, if you're on the project management team, raise your hands. And I said, 
there is a project, a senior project manager that was a, was a journeyman iron worker. He was out on his tools. Do you know who it was? And, um, it was Lee Pointer, our, our senior project manager. And I just think that that's great that they can yes. see a visual representation of, I, I can learn this trade. I can learn it inside out. I can be the best professional I can be. And there are lateral moves. I can, I can stay out there if that's what I want to do. Um, and I'll be the best at it, but I can move laterally as well. Well, and there's a um, mentorship element as well in that because there is something that um, that there's a career path that is tangible. It's not just on a computer screen or in a textbook somewhere, but it's actually right in front of them every day, which I think is the next kind of special part about what it is that is happening out at, at GMF Steel. Yes, I, I think also... Like Sarah said, Hiskiel is a great example. Started at GMF as a structural welder, then became a foreman and then a superintendent and now is our talent development. So these students, these apprentices are with him every single day and right. get to get to have direct access to someone who has been with GMF for four, almost five years and get to see what that walk of life looks like because we're gonna walk with them. Right. We're gonna we're gonna push them forward, we're gonna challenge them and say, We will provide this for you. You, you just have to commit, you have to invest, and, and we're right there alongside of you to walk that path. So tell me a little bit about how you would measure success in, in, in this program. So six months go by and you're looking at p- perhaps enrolling your next class of apprentices. What kind of outcomes are you looking for um, so that you know that, that this is working? Um, and then part two of that question would be, it, do you have the capacity to expand to more than 15 if, it, if, the, if you're meeting your marks and um, if the state says everything's okay and the accreditation bodies say everything's okay? Sure. So I think those questions kind of, I'll flow in and out of both of those. Yes. So um, testing capacity kind of drives what each individual class looks like, but the, who's to say that I can't have numerous classes going on at once, right? I can okay. only test because you have to, it's, it's very much like the SAT. You have to be certain feet apart. Um, and you know, it's on a computer program. So right. that kind of drives how many we can sit at any one time, but the measure of success for this program for me, I mean, I think that there are very basic measures, right? For the individual apprentices, we're going to be able to see when they sit down and test, whether the information that they're learning in the classroom, whether they're absorbing it, we're going to be able to get feedback from the, you know, on-site supervision, our construction management team about how well they're performing. Cause they'll have performance verifications and right. evaluations as well. Um, so, those things are tangible, right? And we'll be able to see it in our retention rates as mm-hmm. well. Um, but I think success for me is just an overhaul of what our field staff, how they view their career. Um, and I think also success, it has a business purpose too, right? And, you know, I'd be disingenuous to say it doesn't sure. because the what I want is superintendents that only want apprentices or journeymen that have come out of my program on their job site, because that job site is going to run more efficiently. The quality is going to be better. The safety is going to be just, you know, safety is going to be there. It's going to be all built in. And the faster I can get that job up and and done and off of that job site, the more, and and the more profitable it is, the more capacity I have to go take more work. Right. Um, And that's going to drive our profitability. And that's going to be able to then in turn take that 
that, that tool and reinvest it and build our apprenticeship program out even larger. So those go hand in hand for me. You know, a successful program is an entire field staff of nothing but apprentices and journeymen through this program um, and multiple programs running simultaneously. That's exciting. Sarah, would you agree? Uh, absolutely. I think, you know, the retention rate is a huge aspect. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one thing we may not see the fruits of our labor until later, and that's okay. Um, and I think, you know, we're trying to, you know, we're, this is all about Lakeland, right? right? So getting these homegrown kids, students who, who want to stay in Lakeland and really want to be a part of an organization that they can grow with and yeah. that they feel a part of, because I think it's very common that you're part of an organization, you come in, you clock in, do your work and you clock out and leave. No, no impact is there. And, right. and our, one of our goals is to have an impact on those around us. Right. Yeah. And, and making sure they feel a part of an organization that is bigger than themselves. And they get to come to company events. They get to, you know, go to our raise game this, this summer and be a part of, of all of our family days. And so providing an organization that they feel a part of, feel very close knit and, you know, the foundation for successful retention is excellent recruiting. So all of all of Sarah's retention rates, you know, are directly affected by by me and vice versa. And it's just like the buildings we build. You know, we we can't build the projects we build without a good foundation. Yeah. And and hometowns, it's very common that there is one company that everyone goes to. And and so let's be that company. It's it's competitive to get in, but when you get in, it's it's tight knit, you know, we are a family here and we're going to take care of you. I love it. So tell me, um, as we wrap up, where can folks go to learn more about the apprenticeship program, gmfsteel.com? Yep. They can email apprenticeship, apprenticeship at gmfsteel.com. They can also access our website, gmfsteel.com. Um, and if you're on LinkedIn, you know, we've got many employees that but as soon as you reach out to someone, they're going to connect you with the right person. Awesome. Well, I am so grateful to both of you for being here today. Thank you again for everyone for tuning in today. Please visit our website at lakelandvision.org to participate in our monthly survey related to today's show topic. Listen Lakeland is brought to you as a collaborative project between Lakeland Vision, the City of Lakeland, and Hall Communications, a community working together to provide an exceptional quality of life. Thank you for being with us.